Welcome to the National Vaccine Information Center's podcast series, Vaccination, Politics, Money, and Media Bias. These podcasts are from previously recorded and referenced commentaries and articles produced by MVIC, a charitable nonprofit organization. I'm Barbara Lowe Fisher. My son was injured by DPT vaccine in 1980, and this is a reference commentary brought to you by the nonprofit National Vaccine Information Center that can be read on NVIC.org. Seeing through the COVID-19 spin is a challenge, even for those who have been writing and talking for years about the need to limit big pharma's influence on health policy and law. Perhaps the greatest change I have seen in vaccine regulation, policy, and law over the past four decades has been the development of public-private business partnerships between Big Pharma and the government. That seismic change has affected how new vaccines are developed, licensed, and regulated, and is influencing what we see happening today. Since the coronavirus pandemic was declared by government officials in early 2020, Lawmakers have been persuaded to build the entire global pandemic response around a single experimental biological product. That single product is generating billions of dollars in profits for liability-free drug companies and their partners. The COVID-19 spin is reaching dizzying new heights every day, with fundamental facts about the experimental product's risks and failures getting lost in the hard sell. At dinner time, if you turn on any major television network in the U.S., you will see the evening news has turned into one long COVID vaccine commercial infused with a heavy dose of fear-mongering. Before the pandemic declaration, we had learned to ignore prescription drug advertising in between hearing about news of the day. Now newscasters are pharma's new COVID vaccine sales reps. And the only way to get away from the 24-7 sales pitch is to turn off the TV. We should not be surprised. The US and New Zealand are the only two countries in the world that allow direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical product advertising. In this country, Big Pharma pays US television networks $5 billion per year to push use of drugs and vaccines. Taking a page out of Big Tobacco's old book and upping the ante, Big Pharma has become a business partner of government. The COVID business deal is perhaps the single biggest one in the history of public health programs. Already, wealthy drug companies were given at least $9 billion from the government to develop experimental COVID vaccines in record-breaking time, shaving five to 10 years off the normal vaccine development, testing, and licensing process. But that wasn't enough. Congress also handed companies a liability shield from lawsuits whenever the product government paid them to produce fails to work as advertised or a person is hurt by using it. If you or a loved one dies or is permanently injured by an experimental or soon to be FDA licensed COVID vaccine, you cannot sue the drug company who made it, even if there is evidence the company could have made it less reactive or more effective. If you are searching for relief from the hype by turning off the TV and turning on your computer, you will be disappointed. The COVID vaccine ad campaign is in high gear online, especially on social media platforms. The thought police hired by big tech 
to censor information that does not conform with pre-approved pandemic narratives are making sure you do not have an opportunity to carefully weigh the vaccine's benefits and risks. Rational thinking on the World Wide Web is no longer tolerated and neither is freedom of speech. The internet has become a drug company stockholder's dream and a consumer's worst nightmare. Big Pharma and its business partners have paid a lot of money to big tech to eliminate freedom of thought and speech online. Right now, the weapon of choice is a social media censorship campaign to de-platform dissenters, including reputable charitable organizations like the National Vaccine Information Center, publishing well-referenced information. The internet thought police are especially upset when anyone talks about reports of serious vaccine complications and deaths but reports about COVID disease complications and deaths are allowed without restrictions. As COVID social distancing regulations have kept more people at home and on their electronic devices, the healthcare and pharma industry has poured more money into direct-to-consumer digital ads. In 2020, drug and vaccine manufacturers funneled about $10 billion into digital advertising that we view on our computers, tablets, and cell phones. How much of big tech's decision to ghost dissenters from search engine results and de-platform social media accounts is influenced by an infusion of direct-to-consumer advertising dollars from Big Pharma? This year, the American taxpayer is also paying for TV and digital advertising to promote the use of the COVID-19 vaccine. On April 1st, 2021, the government announced a $3 billion COVID vaccine ad campaign to make sure that every American gets vaccinated. A national campaign using community and religious leaders, as well as celebrities, to reach into every community to boost vaccine uptake in stores, sports arenas, schools, and churches. Right now, Pfizer and Moderna, the two U.S. corporations manufacturing experimental messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines are leading beneficiaries of the free advertising paid for by tax dollars. The first to secure an emergency use authorization from the FDA. Moderna counts the Federal National Institutes for Health as a partner, while Pfizer partnered with the German company BioNTech. Together, Moderna and Pfizer have captured market share in the U.S. And by the end of 2020, Pfizer had achieved a 180% increase in revenue, while Moderna had scored an eye-watering 3,900% increase. So what has the COVID vaccine advertising blitz done so far, other than convincing half of all adults to get at least one dose of the vaccine by mid-April 2021? The most notable achievement of the ad campaign has been to keep everyone in a constant state of fear and confusion about what is true and what is false. There are many false impressions out there about the biological product manufactured by Moderna and Pfizer, a product that most people call a vaccine and others call a therapeutic drug, but I call a cell disruptor biological. Whatever you wanna call it, the experimental mRNA technology that Moderna and Pfizer employed to create the product has not yet been licensed by the FDA to prevent infections in humans. It is a genetic engineering technology 
that radically departs from the production methods used for two centuries to make live attenuated and inactivated viral and bacterial vaccines. It is an experimental technology that injects synthetic RNA directly into cells and in effect attempts to turn the human body into a vaccine manufacturing machine. There are no long-term studies evaluating the range of effects at the cellular and molecular level on the biological and genetic integrity of humans who receive the product. Nobody knows if it will, over time, negatively affect normal immune system function or cause autoimmune and other chronic inflammatory conditions in the body or provoke enhanced disease in vaccinated persons encountering mutated versions of the coronavirus in the future. What are the two biggest myths that have been generated by the advertising campaign being conducted with pharma and taxpayer dollars? The first big myth is that if you get two doses of the mRNA COVID vaccine, you will get artificial immunity and cannot be asymptomatically or symptomatically infected with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And you will not be able to infect others who come in physical contact with you. You dutifully got vaccinated and now you are immune. That is a normal assumption because that is what vaccines are supposed to do. But it is a false assumption. The emergency use authorization the FDA gave to Pfizer and Moderna was not granted based on scientific evidence that the product prevented infection and transmission of SARS-CoV-2. In fact, the FDA directed manufacturers in the summer of 2020 to make a product that had at least a 50% efficacy rate in either preventing or reducing severity of COVID-19 disease. The companies chose to apply for an EUA based on nine months of clinical trial data that the product prevents people from developing severe symptoms of COVID-19 disease and reduces the likelihood they will have serious complications leading to hospitalizations and death, not that it prevents infection and transmission. There is a difference. Take home fact. COVID-19 vaccines were not designed and have not yet been proven to prevent infection and transmission of the new coronavirus in the majority of recipients. Apparently, that is why public health officials are telling vaccinated people they have to continue wearing masks and social distancing just like unvaccinated people. The second big myth being perpetuated by COVID spin is that when you have strong reactions to a COVID-19 shot, it is good because it means the vaccine is working. The companies and public health officials admit that the mRNA vaccines are reactive and that the majority of people, especially younger people who get vaccinated will experience reactions strong enough to require a day or two of recovery and even time off work. But there is not one credible biological mechanism study published in the medical literature demonstrating that high fevers, chills, headache, joint and muscle aching, disabling fatigue, and, and other symptoms are good for the body and indicate the body is successfully producing artificial immunity. In fact, strong reactions to pharmaceutical products like drugs and vaccines are usually something to be concerned about and a reason to exercise caution, especially with repeat doses. 
More concerning are the 68,000 adverse event reports following COVID-19 vaccinations, including over 2,600 deaths that have been reported as of April 8, 2021 to the Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. More than 70% of the reaction reports occurred in people between 17 and 65 years old. And that may be just the tip of the iceberg because one government-funded study found that less than 1% of vaccine reactions are ever reported to the Vaccine Reaction Reporting System created under the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. Although Pfizer, Moderna, and the government admit that messenger RNA COVID vaccines can cause a lot of reaction symptoms like fever, body pain, and disabling fatigue, they adamantly deny that the shots cause sudden death or blood clots and bleeding disorders like immune thrombocytopenic purpura, cardiac and respiratory arrest, and other very serious health problems. Where is the biological mechanism science that proves it is only a coincidence when people suddenly die within minutes, days, or weeks of being given a COVID shot, and that none of the tens of thousands of bad health outcomes being reported to the va vaccine adverse event reporting system are causally related. Where is the science backing up the claim that feeling so bad you can't get out of bed or go to work after getting vaccinated is good because being in pain is evidence that the product is effective. Take home fact, COVID-19 shots cause reactions in the majority of people. There is no scientific evidence that having strong reactions to a drug or biological product means that the product is effective. Government health officials have said that COVID-19 vaccines will be approved for use in children of any age by early 2022. With the majority of adults suffering very strong COVID vaccine reactions, especially younger adults, why are there plans to give this messenger RNA cell disruptor biological to infants and young children when there have been no long-term studies? And the CDC says the majority of children with COVID-19 disease either have mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. The enormous sums of money that big pharma and government are spending on television and digital ad campaigns to make sure that every child and adult in America gets COVID-19 vaccine is creating false impressions and assumptions. When public policy precedes the science and aggressive advertising campaigns blur the lines between facts and myths, Truth gets lost in the spin, and nobody is safe. Go to MVIC.org and learn more about SARS-CoV-2 and the biological product being referred to as the COVID-19 vaccine on our new coronavirus information pages. Go to MVICAdvocacy.org where you can learn about how to defend informed consent rights in your state so you can make voluntary decisions about vaccination for yourself and your minor children. Be the one who never has to say, you did not do today what you could have done to change tomorrow. It's your health, your family, your choice, and our mission continues. No forced vaccination, not in America. Before you take a risk, find out what it is. To learn more about vaccines, diseases, and the human right to inform consent, Visit MVIC.org, the website of the nonprofit charity, the National Vaccine Information Center. Since 1982, 
MVIC has worked to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to secure informed consent protections in U.S. vaccine policies and laws. Visit mvic.org and mvicadvocacy.org to get well-referenced vaccine information that you can trust and share with your family, friends, and members of your community. It's your health, your family, your choice.